1: 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge any Aboriginal or and or Torres Strait Islander peoples listening in to the show from any land on, um, on and around the large part of this continent that it is, and um, acknowledge that the land was stolen and never ceded, and always was, always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander land. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can look, um, email in out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And you can look for the posts on Facebook, on my page Sally Goldner and on Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. And remember, any opinions expressed on the program are strictly my own and any coincidence to opinions and policies of organisations, living or dead, is pure coincidence or something like that. Um... If you want to get in touch with the show, yeah, they're the best ways to do it. And of course, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. Always lots of informed opinion and varied opinion on marine environment issues. Um, There will be um, probably um, need for general content warnings for all the topics on the show today. Um, Content warnings for emotional abuse and transphobia, which will be mentioned, but not in detailed description. Um, um, Actually, transphobia, not so much detailed description, Um, we'll say moderate, low to moderate level, but probably mediumish level for the emotional abuse in my subjective opinion. So just um, be warned, I'll talk about the gist of the topic first, and then if you are, as much as we love having your listenership um, on 3CR, if it is stressful, please look after yourself, particularly in these times. If anything is distressing, you can call QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania, on 1800 184527. And if anything relates to family violence, remember the With Respect for LGBTIQA plus people on 1800 542 847. There'll be three topics on the show today. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about a story that hasn't got a lot of coverage yet in Australia, and it will link into some current issues, and that's the story of Amy Dias. Um, this is its disturbing, but probably not surprising in a way to a lot of trans people. Amy is, um, well, by her own <coughs> description, um, she is a prodigal butch, <coughs> excuse me, um, also have a chat about how that links into a current issue. I won't say any more for now. Um, but also, want to look at um, the show disclosure. And I want to do that straight um, right off the bat, so to speak, and have a chat about it. Now there will be mentions of transphobia, and the discussion here is about um, transphobic um, comment in what I'll call art slash fictional media. A topic that, of course, has been a big one. Now Disclosure is a commentary on all of the, um all of the various um you know sort of um, um you know sort of it's a movie or um documentary um if you like on all the transphobic um um media that has existed over the years not so much in news media and gosh knows we need to talk about that and I will in around the third segment linking into a few stories for today but um It's also, um, you know, the uh, issue, and it's a show that is on Netflix, and you can sign up, I think, to Netflix for free for a month, Um, but it talks about Trans Lives on Screen, a 2020 American documentary film, and it's um, directed and produced by Sam Feeder, and it's an in-depth look of Hollywood's depiction of trans people on their stories of trans life and American culture, which does immediately um, sort of cause to a limitation that it is American-focused, as sadly so often um, things are. But it is overwhelmingly, we'll say, narrated and commented on, if not totally, I should say, by a range of American trans people, some proverbial big names, Laverne Cox, um, and very good names, Susan Stryker, fantastic historian. Chaz Bono, fair to say the world's most um, recognisable in terms of the public, trans man. Um, just to name a few, um, Brian Michael Smith, um, Lily Wachowski, uh, one of the Wachowski twan, twan, oh, trans twins, no um, slip intended there. And it um, premiered on at the Sundance Film Festival back in January this year and then Netflix um, acquired distribution rights and it was released on June 19th. So it was made before the current, um, we'll say rightful increase um, in interest and there's, it's very important to note that the film covers trans people but a range thereof including trans women of colour, trans men, trans men of colour and of course there is a totally um, valid increase in interest on that that has occurred in the last six weeks with the increased um, and much needed increase in interest um, which of course the issue has always been there of Black Lives Matter which is so important and it is really good um, according to Wikipedia. It holds a ninety-seven percent approval rating on review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, thirty-one reviews, seven point nine eight out of ten, um, weighted average. Um so I think this, you know, is much needed. Um that's certainly positive. It looks, as I say, in a very diverse way. I think obviously, as I mentioned, trans live um trans lives of trans people of color. Really important to talk so much about that, um, but also I think it's good that you know it does look at trans men's issues, both white and people of colour. Often those issues get erased, and for trans men there can be a huge sense of erasure. Um, if there are, you know, I'll say challenges with this, it is triggering. I watched it in a reasonably, you know, we'll say calm state of mind, but was still upsetting and frustrating and angering because it does look at a lot of things and I'd really, you know, that's where I'd, you know, look at the content warning there if you are planning to watch it. And I think um, you can get Netflix free for a month and then cancel it if you want to do that, if you can't afford Netflix um, on an ongoing basis. Um, So, you know, in that sense, it's good. But I think what really needs to happen, with all due respect, is cisgender people need to watch this because it can move. And I have to say, I didn't find out about this docker, Um, well, actually, it is a movie, as it's listed, I should say, but it's a movie doco, if you like, um, until a cisgender gay man in Melbourne um, Facebook messaged me and says, I'm unconditionally apologised for how I've spoken to you as a trans woman in the past. Now, I have to be honest, I can't remember this person mistreating me, but I think it's very good that someone, even if they haven't, would write and say that if that's how moving it is, that's important. So I'd really, if you're a trans person... You know if you feel up to having a look, um have a look at it, um but encourage the cisgender people in your lives to do that, and look at what happens when you know we get miscast, including um by some elements of gay men, the film ticked off trannies with knives, for example, which you now regardless of the controversy around it, was apparently considered a poor quality film that was too long. You know we need trans people in charge of trans issues, including trans media of all sorts. And God knows we could do another Wikipedia if we looked at bad transmedia coverage, which, again, I'm going to link into in around the third segment. The other issue is it is American-focused, so it ignores other things. Um, And here's where I'll raise the content warning just a little. The sexual, or I will call it physical, possibly sexual assault scene in Crocodile Dundee, for example, the first Crocodile Dundee, to put that in context where Mick Dundee has just found out that he... um, The character, and I can never remember a name, played by Linda Kozlowski, is going to marry Richard. He goes and um, has too many drinks in a New York bar. And in my opinion, um, physically, if not sexually, assaults that character does a person who is either a drag queen and or trans woman. And that doesn't get a mention. There's also a film which my dear friend and mentor Julie Peters has mentioned many times called Freebie and the Bean where huge content warning here this is the biggest of this segment um the so-called hero of the film decides to murder someone who we'd want call trans or gender diverse um you know just because they're trans and julie talks about when she went to see it in the um cinema um in the um in the 1970s how sadly the entire um you know sort of movie um was um, you know, sort of um, uh, people in the audience just, um, you know, sort of um, clapped as if to say, well, isn't that good? And, um, and um, you know, sort of it's a very, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, worrying thing that that sort of thing could happen. Imagine if it was, you know, someone deciding, oh, I'm just going to murder, and I can use this analogy, someone of Jewish background. Um, the critical reception, according to Wikipedia of that one, by the way, is a variety calls it a tasteless comedy about two dumb cops breaking the law. Oh, I could probably go on there, but I'd better not. So, yeah, lots to consider. I would really urge people to, to who are up for it to try to watch it and then, you know, think about how you can be a better ally to trans people <clears throat> in your life. But it is good to see it made. I would point out the thing at the end, part at the end, is where we finally, in the sort of about the latter part of the 2000s, look at where, you know, there's been more positive and holistic representation of trans and gender diverse people in, um, you know, Hollywood type of stuff, um, such as, um, you know, Laverne Cox in orange is the new black. But of course, we still have the issue to go where people automatically cast well known cis actors. And I have to say, once I turned down a consulting role on an Australian film because they just wanted a big name to play the trans character, um, I wasn't going to play the character. I just want to wear um, Batwoman's costume. Um, that's a different thing altogether. Um, but good luck to the actress who now has that. Um, great to see a black biwoman, woman um, a BBB, as someone said, um, playing that character. I'll come back to that quickly in the next segment. But... Um, yeah, um, I refuse to do it, and I don't care. If any other trans person does that, then, frankly, they're selling out. You, the first option needs to go to for trans people to play trans characters, trans women playing trans women and so on. It doesn't mean that trans people should be typecast in those roles either. They should be able to have a go at anything else. But when, for example, a cis man plays a trans woman, it just ends up um, creating the same stereotypes. And it is also up to, in my opinion... The people in positions of prominence and influence to start, um, such as casting directors, to be aware of their obligations here. I will not compare it to blackface as a white person; that is not my case. But you just this idea that people can stereotype and mimic another group is not on, and you know, it's sort of it's not funny either. And I'll come back to that in a later segment as well. So, welcome your thoughts on any of that um, if you are tuning in. Um, <clears throat> you know pop me an email as a uh, or an sms or um tweet away um and um have a think have a um you know sort of um have a th- have your thoughts about that in the meantime after opening up with the hoodoo guru's Leilani, you know i've got to say I played that i've obviously been as a classic Aussie rock fan as long suffering listeners of the show will know obviously been aware of that but i'd never seen the original film clip until a few weeks ago and it's just it's just so cute with all the 80s fashions, I thought I'd better play the song. Anyway, let's have a listen to um, someone who I'll plan tell you why I'm playing this song and another one. Here's the Rosie Burgess trio and Stack Hat, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Mm-hmm.
2: And my clothes run backwards. It's an unpredictable world and hour. I wear my stack hat to bed. Yeah, to protect my head. whoa, oh, oh oh Cause sleeping is dangerous. Never know what's coming next. Last night I was flying, then I smoked a cigarette. And I won't feel safe until I know what's coming next. I've got my light, my whistle for attracting attention. I wear my stack hat to bed. Yeah, to protect my head. I wear my stack hat to bed. Yeah, it to protect my head. Whoa, oh, oh. Tried to fill it up with flowers. She felt I didn't understand the concept of personal power. And I'll never really get in. Oh, exactly what she meant. I wear my stack had to be. Yeah, it to protect my head. Oh, I wear my stack had to be. Yeah, to protect my head. Whoa, oh, my stack, yeah, protect my head. Whoa, oh, oh, oh it's hard to know so much, but over my shoulder, and when I tripped over love, it nearly bowled me over, and she doesn't, doesn't seem, seem to, to care about my nightly headgear, and the somehow when well, she's near, I don't need to, to wear my stack hat to bed, yeah, to protect my head, whoa, oh, oh, I wear my stack hat to bed, yeah, to, to protect my head. on saturday july 18th between 1 and 4 pm 3cr will be broadcasting the smith street dreaming retrospective an afternoon looking back over the past seven years of the smith street dreaming festival Hosted by Viv Melo and Dave Arden, past performers and special community guests will share their stories, the history and music of the annual Smith Street Dreaming Festival. Supported by the Smith Street Working Group, City of Yarra and 3CR Community Radio. This Saturday the 18th at 1pm on your community radio station 3CR. Smith Street Dreaming. One street, many mobs, one community.
1: 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, great to have a message in from Melina. Um, welcome back, Sally. Thank you. Good to be, um, good on you, Sally, for being authentic and engaging in ugly stereotypes. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge there, Melina. I, you know, I think it's one of those ones, and this is going to link into um another of the segments I'm going to talk about um Netflix is producing great content, yes, I have to say i'm um been, I'm a vicarious Netflix watcher of all sorts of things. My housemates had the account. I finally got a digital TV last November. I was using a 1986 tube TV for 34 years or 33 or something. And finally, I've updated my technology and have finally sub-accounted on their Netflix and I'm now beginning to watch more. But there's lots of good content and i um, got to give a recommendation for one which has great queer and kink content, and that's Babylon Berlin, which is really awesome. So, yeah, right up there with Netflix. Um, also, just been watching Line of Duty, which is a very typically good British um, drama, not so much queer, but um, certainly very inclusive. And you ask, why aren't we seeing this in our own media? Well, this is a good point. Um, and I think that maybe we do need an Australian version, for example, of Disclosure. Um, you know, maybe we could get a license from the producers and directors of the American one to do our own version. Um, you've recommended a TV series, Pose, which has broken down barriers with trans activists who are also actors in the show. And yeah, got to give, um, over the last few months, forgot to mention the fabulous Georgie Stone playing Harrison Mackenzie in neighbors Spent It's been a couple of queer-themed um, um, episodes, a pride party um, with two characters, a cis woman and a cis man in drag, being good sports, and a cameo by Courtney Act. And then also one where Georgie wrote the script for a um to her, to, you know where she assisted a parent struggling who was struggling to come to understand um the tra- having a trans child and that was part of the show um so yep young children need to see themselves reflected in popular culture um even if it can be well your words shallow and entertaining well i'm not saying george is i think that's really well done i don't i have to admit i don't know pose um as i say and he just broken into netflix um who says I'm not up, up to date with technology? You can, and you're quite right. Um, seriously, is really important. So um, really important. Here is the segment which, um, and sorry, also, I've got just before I go on to something else, I um, want to give a um, thank you to Melina for um, alerting me to um, uh, something good that happened during the week. We need a bit of that because um, we've got some tough issues to deal with today. But they, as I say, they do need to be dealt with. Um, um, and that's, um, Valentina Sam, I hope, um, Sampeo, um, who's the first, um, trans woman to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, so slowly breaking new ground. And good to have roving reporter listening in as well, um, who's loving the show as well. So, um, great to have you both back, um, um, listening live and, oh, it's all happening. Um, Kayleen has just messaged me, um, and, um... And um, um I'm gonna just hold this message for a bit just because I want to um you know think through it a bit, I'll just say, and we'll find out um where we are because it probably will need a content warning as well. So the story I wanted to talk about today is one that hasn't, as I said, received a lot of culture, which I quite find uh, coverage, particularly in Australia, since and I find that a bit worrying. And you can read an article on medium.com, which is the biggest article on it called Prodigal Butch by Amy Dyes, D-Y-E-S-S, and um, here's where I'll really raise the content warning overall for this segment. It's the story of how I was recruited into the gender-critical movement, what key players I worked with, and how I left. Well, first of all, good on you that you got out, and so yes, certainly raise the content here for, um, content warning here for transphobia and we'll say emotional abuse. And Amy has said at the start, it's a public interest story. I own all the rights to the messages that appear, but all the same, I've blacked out names from the actual images so I can use them in this article. And Amy goes on to say, I'm a whistleblower who's been publicly accused of lying and madness by a powerful gender-critical woman, and I have the right to present my evidence. The story has been altered to comply with Medium's rules, but the original version is archived and available online for journalists and the public. Wow. So... Um, um, Pride 2018, um, you know, it was marked as, marketed as lesbian rights to LGBTI people, um, gender criticals, GCs, critical of um, how trans rights impact women rights. But the, um, Amy says, quote, unquote, the reality is no one has brought anything to the table that isn't based in bigotry, end quote. Um, yeah, you know, goes on to say how GCs um, use fearmongering and misrepresentations to manipulate us into believing lesbians were under attack and the greater, that our own greater community was silencing and erasing us. Well, I disagree with that. Non-stop criticism of the left, postmodern queer culture, and LGBTQ. Plus, as it's an um, American article publications, constant triggering. And then she says, now I realise we're being used as pawns in a culture war. Quote unquote. Um, The goal was to divide our community. Um, She reviewed approximately 30,000 screenshots she took in her time in the GC movement, an emotionally difficult task. Well, you'll get every agreement from trans people on that, I think, Amy. Um, She says, today I see the propaganda for what it is, but back then my living situation was unstable. She had to auto camp, sleep in my vehicle to make ends meet, and had recently had a window broken while showering at the gym. Meals were inconsistent. She was tired, so she was vulnerable to GC fear. Now, that's a really good point. This is what, um, in general, these sorts of um, types of organisations do. When they have a, a rigid ideology, ideology that can be emotionally blocked, they take advantage of other people who are emotionally vulnerable. Um, so um, she Amy said toes on about how she was looking for work, um and then um you know she you know she says that some lesbians have been called turfs trans-exclusionary radical feminists simply for being gay well i don't know about that um that is a name that's used by some i will not use it i'm a believer that everyone has a right to um be referred to by their own label and if the particular group want to call themselves radical feminists so be it and she does compare this to an evangelical upbringing um and, you know, sort of where you've been told was being gay and it was a bad choice. And she's then, um, you know, um, sort of making comparisons. And, um, you know, and she then says, quote, the reason I and other LGBTQ plus people ever supported GCs and groups like the LGB Alliance, the mysterious LGB Alliance where people don't seem to, name themselves or publicly identify themselves. Well, if you're so courageous and fighting back, why can't you do that? Well, she says the reason she ever supported these sorts of groups, because she was told it was not okay to be gay. Now, we had a terrible situation earlier this year in Australia on this. Um, you know, so um, um, very, very um, true that um, you know that is what can happen. And um, so... Um, You know, she thankfully has seen through this. Um, It's a very, very long article. um, And gender critics find what makes you angry and then get on board with more of their ideas. Well, let's just change the word angry to another emotion, fearful or something. Look at the fear that fundamentalist Christians whip up in relation to the bathroom debate. And remember that there is an absolute quote where one fundamentalist Christian group has said outright that it was a concoction they fabricated to whip up emotion so let's try to look at the issues calmly and i'm going to go and i'm going to link that into the next segment um, then um um radical feminists and after ellen had influenced um amy and now she knows it was most likely she names a person i'm only quoting the article jocelyn mcdonald's influence as assistant editor she's a what well, jocelyn is a radical feminist who supports wolf women's liberation front but um, it's an organisation that claims to be feminist, but works with far right groups who are against women and LGBT rights. Wow, um, I'm not surprised. And I know there's a trans person who I might get on the show to who analyses this. Um, I won't name that person without their consent, although they probably know who they are just to be safe. She was recruited. Amy was recruited by someone else, um, and you know, the, um, then when Amy was recruited um, by someone else, she. Love bombed me and constantly sent me upsetting social media posts to keep me triggered. Roped several women into a media war. Wow. Um, criticized good LGBTIQ publications such as Pink News, Auto Straddle, and others. Um, so on it goes. Um, and it's interesting that the editor in chief of After Ellen has recently stepped down after Amy has published her allegations. So this is incredibly courageous to bring all this out and she goes on to talk about um women's liberation front um and she then goes on to say that many of the women who um involved in her story who she's um making her claims about have chosen to openly mock me instead of coming out to support me um and um you know quote some of the messages but without names um there are pictures of them on this article um and um there's many other things um where she goes on about this in some detail um and um you know sort of um and also lots of other propaganda that she puts here that I won't mention I'll definitely say be in a good frame of mind have supports if you're someone who's a bit vulnerable and wants to read this but again I, I need the real cis allies to read this as well um and so there's a lot of evidence given um on this um, and, um, on it goes. And, um, so, um, she then criticises a well-known, I'll just say, UK feminist. You can read the article. I'm going to play safe for this, my sake and for the sake of 3CR, um, and not mention it. Um, but probably people will know who I mean. Um, so, um... She met up with people from the LGB Alliance, which is interesting, um, and then she got criticised and then she began to realise what it came. Now, this um, well-known UK feminist called Amy delusional, intact her integrity and mental health and gaslit me, tried to claim we were never connected, even though there's tweets here. Um... <laughs> um Um, she has the right to, say since she's publicly challenged me, proved um, the person is lying and being abusive towards me. Um, So there's plenty of evidence here. This is, you know, very unintended. It's almost like the best undercover investigation we could get. Um, And um, so she has realised the error of her ways. Now, I I think I could go on, but I think that's more than enough. Um, You know, sort of, um, you know, she's also... Good work, I hear Amy, she ends by saying, I've been challenging myself, talking to a lot of people in the trans community, some topics I won't talk about yes, yet, since I haven't had time to properly research them. Very good. Um, you know, I think that, you know, to be an ally, you need to be informed, you know, you can have some broad brushstroke principles of walking beside people, that sort of thing, but really, really important Um and she also says quite compassionately, in my opinion, quote, I hope to the gender critical types who are reading this, quote, I hope you pay attention to the red flags you've been seeing and find your way out. It's okay to talk about concerns with empathy. If you are a friend trying to take care, help you get out, take that hand because that's love. We can stop our real opponents together. Very courageous stuff. And... Um, you can um, look for Amy on Twitter. Um, I just think that's incredibly courageous to speak out against these sorts of powerful intimid- intimidatory oh, I'd better say to be fair allegedly intimidatory types of behavior, um, people and their behaviors so really um, well done to Amy for doing that um, welcome your thoughts as I, I'll play another track um, and um, you know we'll have a have a listen. Um, in the meantime, had another message from Roving Reporter. Melina is right about Pose. It's a fantastic series. Good to be back in touch with you, Roving. Billy Porter is wonderful, and he did a great song um, with the cast recently on YouTube. So, yes, I need to get up to date with my technology and find these things. <laughs> so, yeah, really good to see. Um, so welcome your thoughts on this, and I'll um, have a good read of Caitlin's message um, that I just wanted to check in through first. Whilst we have a listen to another track, um, if I can hopefully have it um, loaded up correctly, um, it is The Church and a classic because we are all under the Milky Way. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. That is not The Church as much as we love the angels. I knew I was having one of those days. Um, live radio, it's good to have it back um, And we'll keep rolling along So yeah, um, please love, welcome your interaction um, Great to have um, the crew in um, Or you know, connecting in with me today um, But And yeah, thank you to those who also braved that segment um, Not easy content Anyway, here we go now with the church 3CR 855M, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally
0: Down in Memphis Lower the curtain Down on right I got no time For private consultation Under the Milky Way tonight Wish I knew what you
1: 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. We just heard from the church from Under the Milky Way from a two CD set. Put your glasses on, Sally, and pull the right CD out of the case when you're um, playing it. Anyway, um, and a bonus bit of The Angels um, Take a Long Line as well. Live radio. Oh, it's good to have it back Um, just for a little. Um, And just the other two songs we've played today are Rosie Burgess Trio and Stack Hat. And also um, uh, we heard at the start of the show from the Hootie Gurus, Leilani. And Kayleen has um, acknowledged great songs and said important show. And also Melina said hi to roving reporter. See this is Community Radio in action. <laughs> Live. I love it. Now I wanted to talk about what Caitlin said, having a chance to read, and I will say um pretty high content warning here in relation to what I was mentioning about Crocodile Dundee. I'll read this out um um sort of in words. Um, As written, someone close to me, that's Kayleen, don't want to go into detail, read the connection to his ex-army and wound up going into a pub in drag to try to help catch a rapist caught by others, won't say what nation this was in, and was groped as the character in Crocodile Dundee was. He was laughing about it when telling me about it as one of his war stories. He still has scars from injuries when I quietly mentioned that I, Kailyn, um, uh, mentioned that I—that was one of the reasons I don't go to pubs—and he was shocked into silence. But has been extremely supportive since. You can mention this on air if you wish. Um, also, um, for the show, Kaylin says, "quote unquote," perhaps I mentioned that I have had personal experiences similar to the sexual assault in Crocodile Dundee, so I know so. I'm really. It's you know, obviously saddened to hear that, and I can say that I've had another one. It was actually at a now defunct, I would hasten to add, gay venue um, from the late 90s, early 2000s, not far from the, the 3CR studios on um, um, Peel Street, but no, not, I'd better say not the Peel, although I actually have had someone put my hand their hand on my leg there without consent, but you know, that was, you know, it's sad that we have to try to minimise our experiences of these things um, in that way. But yeah, I've had that happen as well, and worse. So this is one of those coincidences that when I planned the show, where I get to the third segment, there's been a lot of talk um in the last few weeks, and then about a, I will just say, an author, um, someone who's very well known and very prominent. I don't real. I'm not going to give that author's name because they've got enough publicity, but in the last week, and this is where it all ties in together, anyone would think this show was planned, and once in a while you'd be right, there's been all this talk about that author and others talking about cancel culture, and it's interesting to see articles in the conversation, in the opinion comments of today's age, and also um, a well-known liberal politician who is relevant um, in a way to this show has you know come out supporting the letter criticizing cancel culture. Well, first of all, can someone define cancel culture and let's also define social engineering and politically correct and all the rest of it. Um you know, there's got to be you know, people talk about freedom of speech. We hear a lot about freedom. The other side of the coin is responsibility. I was brought up at risk of sounding like a old chook and a pansexual, seriously I was brought up with the idea of take responsibility for your choices, think about the consequences of your actions, and when freedom and responsibility are in roughly equal balance is where we get the best results. And if people were taking responsibility, maybe we'd actually we'd either not have hate speech or we'd have talk about issues in ways that are hopefully in good process. And this is where I take issue with the emotive but largely meaningless term that is cancel culture. So what we're saying is trans people shouldn't stand up for ourselves. Is that what we're saying by cancel culture? We don't have a right to have our own opinions. I was once criticised by a prominent ex-AFL player after listening to that person's garbage for you, saying, OK, let them have an opinion, but don't give them any publicity. And I think it comes to that point with some individuals. You know, we all make slips on all sorts of issues. We have unconscious bias or we make honest mistakes, um, We can't know everything about everything when it comes to anything, including aspects of diversity. Um, And what do we do? We learn from it. A few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of being online with a seminar, um, an education session hosted by Jess Matter and um, Jack's Jackie Brown from Drummond Street Services. Of course, they do other great things in the community. I'd well been aware for a long time of the idea when it comes to diversity of being curious and open to learning. And they said, took it further and say, be curious, not furious. I really like that approach. If someone says, hey, have you stopped and thought about what you're saying, don't have a hissy fit. Try to learn and do better. That's I I would have thought growth was the human condition. So um you know so I think that's where we need to go. Now it's all very well sometimes we hear another cliche which is um you know sort of um 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 uh, sorry, just been distracted that I need to top up the SMS. Sorry, Roving. Um, hopefully, we've got enough to get through today. Um, and um, um, Roving has said Pose is a fantastic show. But um, seriously, um, I've totally lost my train of thought. That's live radio, but I'm going to do it this way. Um, You know, it's all very well to talk about cancel culture and freedom, but also we sometimes hear cliches, oh, that's right, about we need to debate these issues. Well, who's debating with whom and what and how? You know, when fabrications like bathroom debates are made up and then we're told we have to debate them and we can't put the issues, say, for trans people... On the map, what are the real issues we face? Having documentation that reflects who we are, quality healthcare in both generalist and specialised ways, the huge out-of-pocket, including, say, the huge out-of-pocket costs for trans surgeries in Australia um, that um, for both assigned male and assigned female. Um, you know, it's all very well for someone else to define the debate. What about issues like... Um, in terms of process like um, when um, trans issues are discussed on a certain Monday night television show and there's no trans people, there's only fundamentalist Christians and um, radical feminists or there's one trans person who is swamped or we're constantly having to um, you know, be interrogated for our views but the views of those who would um, disagree with us are not interrogated. So these simplistic cliches like cancel culture need to be called out. And, you know, we need to have good process for these debates and take responsibility. And I think that when people take responsibility, um, something good happens. Um, we stop worrying about the right to an opinion and we start worrying about which opinions are right. And that's what really matters. And it is time that we did more of that than, you know, sort of um, having these meaningless abstract debates about the right to an opinion. So, um Got to, I have to say that because I'm just – I have to say as a long-time advocate for 25 years since I've been out, the same old issues come up, they're all baseless, and then when do we get a chance to do this? Well, as I have been approached in doing some media about um, that author – I've said, well, I've said to the media who interviewed me and you know, thanked them for the opportunity, I said, can we stay in touch so we can proactively put our issues on board? And I'd say to any trans person, if we are, I almost have to say sarcastically, if we're lucky enough to be approached um, about these issues, then, um, um, then let's say, hey, media, do something balancing. And I'll give credit where it's due. There's been a lot of criticism of The Guardian um, in the UK, specifically for not... Covering trans issues, well, finally they've given a an opinion piece, and there's no comments allowed on it to a trans person, and that's the first I've seen that in a long time. And thinking of the interview I've had played twice this year with C. N. Lester, um, I know that they have had those issue, uh, issues, so maybe at least there's a bit of balance coming back in. All right, show's just about running out of time. Got one a bit more to cover, so just have a quick couple of quick messages, and then come back for the last track. Um, and um, wrap it all up 3CR 855 AM 3CR digital 3CR.org.au 3CR On Demand Out of the Pan with Sally
2: Words out Freedom of Species has hit the airwaves
1: Tune in for debates and updates on both local and international animal protection news and events and learn about how you can live a cruelty free sustainable lifestyle
0: News,
2: views and non-leather shoes. That's Freedom of Species, 1pm Sundays on 3CR. Authorised
1: by the last few remaining kangaroos, Canberra.
2: Subscribe.
1: Just got a couple of minutes left on the show on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au, 3CR On Demand, out of the pan with Sally. Um, And that's to mention that um, on Thursday night, I went to a Zoom, um, as you do in this day and age. Um, and um had um with GLOBE for their monthly meeting, GLOBE, um, which originally stood for Gays and Lesbians of Business and Enterprise because that was the snazzy acronym we could use, but is covering doing its best to expand in its diversity on trans and declaring the interest as a bisexual alliance committee and doubly declaring the interest as treasurer. Um, yours truly um, um, was along with um, Pres and Vice President Rebecca and James, Globe granted a small grant to Bisexual Alliance Victoria for um, the um, to redevelop our website, which needs a bit of an update um, and a revamp and a take-two and all that sort of thing. So, well, thank you, Globe. And also Transcend and Out for Australia got um, organisations that got awards, which is really cool, and lots of other good individuals. Check out um, Globe uh, Melbourne. Um, so thank you very much. Um, Great networking, um, using the breakout rooms, as we do in this day and age, and also um, had some musical um, fun, and that's where I'm going to close the show today, just because we have been a little heavy, let's lighten it up. The Tuck Shop ladies, who are Rosie Burgess from the Rosie Burgess Trio, who we had earlier, and Sam Lowe's, who used to be in Fruit, two wonderful women musician um, musicians and actually i 've assumed their gender identity i don 't know how they identify, but certainly a part of will say the i 'll say the women and or queer music scene in Melbourne so really good to see that um, very quickly've had messages in um roving has said not that certain person again i 'm not going to mention their name. Um, and Roving says, quote, I think it's an excuse to be a self-indulgent middle-class white um, gay male man who wants to maintain it be, being a career as politician. Um, it's also about not recognizing our own privileged status as well. In, <laughs> I'm going to agree with that. Let's face it. Um, yes. Um, and Kayleen has, um, also given me a hear here for the last segment, also mentioned great songs and an important show. Thank you. And thanks, uh, Melina. Yes, we're just going to get to you as we click. Um, uh, seeing a lot of millennials supportive on trans issues, um, especially on podcasts with younger queer people of my generation. How do you think mental health will impact our community during this lockdown? That's a show in itself. I'd better leave that for another time. There is plenty going on on that. Don't forget Transdemic, the podcast, um, the Australian made one that looks at trans issues. Um, Am I being used as the token trans person? No, there's been a range of good commentary. Hayden Moon, a Sydney-based young trans person, got a good piece in this week as well. Um, And um, yes a friend of that author who was trans from the IPA. Where are they now? Well, we don't, I don't know. I'll research that during the week. Anyway, better get um, out of here and just play a couple of minutes of the fun that is the tuck shop, ladies. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Melina, Kayleen and Roving for your contributions during the show this week. Great to be with you again um, live. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week.
2: Of the world one time, maybe two times. I'd like to put my cell phone in your glove box. If you know what I mean, do you know what I mean? I'd like to put my spanner in your toolbox. If you know what I mean, do you know what I mean? It's a you mm, isn't you isn't you 20 in your coin, slot, if you know what I mean, do you know what I mean? I'd like to put my ladle in your soup. Oh, scoop it up, scoop it up. If you know what I mean, I hope you know what I mean. It's a euphemism.